everyone. Welcome to another episode of Chandelier Chats. I am your host, Rochelle LaCour. Today, we have a super amazing special guest. Her name is Delpha from DelphaD.com. She is an assistant vice president at a Fortune 100 company, and she is a leadership blogger. Today, we're going to be talking about letting it go and what does it mean to lead your life versus letting life lead you. So please join me in welcoming Delpha. Hi. Hi Delpha. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. I am so good. I am so excited to have you here. Can you please start by sharing a little bit about who you are, what got you into blogging, what got you into the VP role and what is going on in your life? Girl, I've led all kinds of different lives, but there, there seems to be a constant thing for me. And it's just helping people and making sure that people are okay and doing better than okay. So let's start with who I am and where I come from. I am Puerto Rican from Puerto Rican descent. I was born in Puerto Rico, moved to the United States mainland at about age 11 and grew up in Florida. And somehow I've ended up in Connecticut. <laughs> and it's been a long path. And in, in general, I work for Fortune 100. It's an insurance company. And I, in the theme of, of leading your life, it's really about identities into insurance. How does that happen? That's not even like a course in school generally. But for me, it was one of those things where I took a part-time job at an insurance agency. My mom, I finished college and she was like, you need to do something with your life, girl. You can't just like sit here at this agency for the rest of your life. (laughs) So she actually wrote a $525 check, which I've paid back with interest 10 years later for that I could go get my agent's license. And long story short, I took my agent's license test and then an insurance company kind of reached out and said, hey, we saw that you did well. Um, we'd love to interview you for a job inside the company. And I was in my early 20s. And next thing I know, I'm in my mid 40s. I'm an assistant vice president at an extremely large company. And I found my voice. I found my voice. And I always had it. And I used it inside the corporate world. But I never thought about just speaking my truth and being really honest and candid and direct about some of the things that we really need to think about in life until I had a mentee that said, you know, you give really great advice. How come you haven't written a book or written it down? And so in general, I'm not shy, but when it comes to my, what I consider my, my private core and my core values and things like that, I only share them with a few people back then. And so I said, you know what, I'll think about it. I got a couple of books on what does it mean to be a blogger? How do you do it? Is it worth it? <laughs> like, and I just said, you know what, I'm just going to start writing and I'm going to let a couple of my friends read. And they did. And they were like, you need to publish this stuff. Like, this is good. And I was like, are you sure? Because like, I am pretty direct about some of this stuff. I'm not sugarcoating none of this. And they were like, yeah, post it. So one day I went to a women in business conference. It was a Saturday. 
I was really excited. I generally work with a lot of men. So I really enjoyed the idea that I was going to be around a bunch of women for a change. And I got there and I was super energized. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to go super public with this. And I published on LinkedIn. I added the link to my website. I added the link to my website on the Facebook. And I put it on Instagram. And the first, the, the first hit that I had was about 2,700 people read my LinkedIn. Whoa. And I was like, whoa, whoa. okay. All right. And, and here's what happened. Somebody like me that has what people will call a real job, um, which is like, whatever, all jobs are real. Everybody's working, right? Everything's real. But the, the corporate world, my first thought after I published it and I saw the turnaround, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to be fired because I was very direct about making sure that I was speaking about companies in general, not necessarily mine, but company culture and making sure that you are actually actively engaged in a culture that's inclusive and that supports people and not this crap of you're telling me that you support people, but you're not really doing it. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. So it's very direct, but it was fine. I went to work. There were a lot of people at work that read it and they were like, this is actually really good stuff. So keep it going. And so two years later, still writing, still sharing. And now I, I, I'm doing this podcast with you. We do a podcast monthly called Leadership Conversations. And it's just kind of turning into its own thing. So who knows where it'll go from here. But for me, it's been a catalyst of accepting myself completely and putting it out there as raw and as vulnerable as I can while not being afraid, which is a lot. You, you know, mm -hmm. there are days when I'm going to post it. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go, but okay. And it's that <laughs> bravery that I continue to pursue within myself mm -hmm. so that I, you know, because you, you got to be what you preach. And I tell people all the time, you need to think about being brave about things. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to be brave too. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. So what did you need to let go of? in oh order gosh. to be able to post that? Like, what was the switch that flipped at that conference? You know, my, my let go moment there was this persona of who I thought I was versus who I really am. I went to this conference and it was the first time that I was at my own business card that was Delta D business card. And I was introducing myself as Delta a blogger. I never, I've always been on this corporate path and I've always just kind of followed it. My parents followed it. That's all I've ever known. And I'm sitting in this event and I've now introduced myself to a bunch of people. People are excited to see what my work looks like. People have their tablets and stuff. It's a business conference. We're just kind of looking at each other's stuff and I'm getting good feedback and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, there's nothing wrong with who I really am. And it was that letting go of the corporate persona of who you're supposed to be versus being who you really are and owning it. And I, the joy that I felt that day, I think about it all the time. And I try to make sure that I'm living my life that way versus 
going back to the boxed in persona that needs to fit for everybody else's comfort versus being genuine for myself and my soul. Mm. Which makes so much sense why this is like so on your heart to talk about Yeah, letting, you know, not letting your life lead you leading your own life. So could you speak a little bit more about that, please, Delta? Yeah, I, I think people tend to confuse that. People say, oh, I lead my life. And, and they think about, I planned it. I set timelines and targets. And then they get really frustrated because it doesn't happen. And I'll tell you a quick story. I, I, I know a couple of folks that their focus in life at this it, it's to reach a title totally some level of title mm-hmm. which it may be a really good focus for them and so long as their life is supported around them but that's their current goal and if and they feel pain if they don't reach it mm-hmm. versus really thinking about are you being intentional about your life? And intentional versus planning are two different things. Oh, yeah. Planning requires yeah, timelines. It requires, you know, like, like you plan, you, you strategically plan all the steps you're going to take. Mm-hmm. Being intentional is about paying attention to what is happening around you and having the opportunity to really realize it in a way where you can move forward. So what I mean is, yes, be opportunistic, be intentional about being opportunistic. And those are not bad words. People are like, oh, opportunistic is selfish. Well, let's just get something clear. (laughs) It, It is not selfish to take care of yourself. You cannot take care of other people if you didn't take care of yourself first. And so it is selfless to take care of yourself so that then you can be a benefit to the world. So being intentional, being opportunistic, staying positive, and what I call turn away from that closed door, we tend to just kind of, it's happening right now. People are looking at the COVID door right now, and they're just looking at it. They cannot move past the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of stuck versus the world's opening up, things are happening. I mean, not as fast as some of us would hope, but things are happening. Turning Mm -hmm. around and looking at the road ahead versus continuing to look at that closed door Mm -hmm. is what people need to be doing Mm -hmm. versus really sitting there and saying, well, it's not ever gonna be okay. Ever is a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. It's gonna be just fine. Yeah. It might be different but it'll be okay. Someone once described eternity to me. They said eternity would be like having a quarter teaspoon with the sea on one side and a pool on the other side and using a quarter teaspoon at a time to empty the sea into the pool. And after you've emptied the entire sea using that quarter teaspoon into the pool, you still are not even at a fraction of what eternity is. Yeah. Yeah. And like, when I heard that, I was like, whoa, you know, we think infinity is a long time. Eternity is infinitely longer. Infinitely longer. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, I, I tell people all the time when you do things like this, right? So I'm sure 
people will come on and say, I'm really nervous. This is like whatever to experience and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. The reality of it is that this is just a moment in time. Mm -hmm. It'll pass in a blink and you'll move forward mm -hmm. to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So if you really are intentional about your life and you're leading it in a way that's good and healthy, you're living it in that moment. You're being mindful and present, realizing that you just keep moving forward. And even I'll question the forward uh, only in that if you think about it from a spiritual perspective, we're living in, in all sides, in the mm -hmm. past, present, future at all times. So, mm -hmm. but that's a topic for another day. Yeah, that's a subject <laughs> for another day. Yeah. I think this is so fascinating as well because this totally parallels. I literally just did a post two days ago about living in the past and how living in the past is like driving your car backwards to rewind the mileage. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't and happen. When we live in our past, we're letting our past lead our life. We're not allowing, uh, as you mentioned, intentionality and freedom to lead our life. We're letting the event or that trauma or that pain or that breakup or that loss be how we live and be where we live rather than you know finding a way to heal that and to let it go and I know it sounds so cliche to be like oh let it go let it go that's what we got to do we yeah. have to let it go we can't sit there and cycle back and live in that pain and that agony for the rest of well we can but then you end up sick you end up bitter you end up resentful you end up miserable and then you look back on the last 40 years of your life and you go was I doing with the last 40 years of my life I've yeah. literally been you know it's the it, I've literally been hating on this person and bitter towards this person for you know 40 years and it's gotten me nowhere hello that's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die what are exactly. you doing what are you doing like what are exactly. you doing with your life so that that I think is the the importance of trying to be intentional about what direction you're taking your life being intentional about your thoughts your actions your words and then using that to fuel how you lead your life. So could you share a little bit more about like the importance of leading your life and how to tell the difference of if you're leading it versus if it's leading you? Yep. So we'll start with being in the flow. You can literally lead your life and be in the flow so that things happen for you. Um, and and it, it really is... Um, if you think of it as a river, you make the choice of putting the boat in the river and you make the choice of which way you're gonna paddle. You can paddle with the flow to get you wherever it's going to take you. And then the question is, do you know where you really wanna go? So what port you're gonna get off at or do you just wanna take it all the way? And that's, that to me is the difference between leading your life versus letting your life lead you. When mm -hmm. your life is leading you, you do not have a boat, you do not have a paddle and you're just floating downstream. And it is very effortful because you got to swim hard to get out of that flow. Mm -hmm. And that happens to a lot of people. We just mm -hmm. kind of flow along and just say, well, I guess this is the way it's going to be. Woe is me mm -hmm. versus get your boat out really think about it, 
directionally, make sure you're paddling with the flow so that you're observing the things that are happening around you and taking the opportunities that, that make sense, that are being presented to you. I cannot tell you how many times I've seen people with fantastic opportunities in front of them, but they can't see the forest for the trees because what they're looking for is way over yonder, not even in the direction of the river that they're in. They haven't even changed rivers yet. You gotta get your boat out and move it to the other one. <laughs> it's amazing how, how, how folks kind of just say, well, I've, it's just gotta be over here versus you're fruitful. You have family, friends, a great job supportive boss, like who can say all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. But you, you can't see the forest for the trees. It's, yeah. it's, it's very, very interesting. And here's the other part about knowing that you're leading your life. It's your life. Mm -hmm. There's a great book called The Mastery of Love. And it, uh, it's, it's Toltec theory. And it talks about all of us being our own light and our own universe. Hmm. And in that space, I cannot influence you and you cannot influence me. The choice is for us to traverse together. And so if you look at your life that way and forget relationships, just start with your life that way, that what you control and what you influence is yourself, your actions, your words, your intention. And that creates motion in the universe. It's a lot easier to see where you're going mm -hmm. than if you, in, in a relationship, people tend to try to influence their partner thinking that they can be influenceable. Well, if, if you subscribe to this theory where they're in their world and you're in your world, do you really think you have influence in their universe? Mm. You don't you're gonna be pushing against the current that isn't gonna move with you. And that's where relationships fail. Mm -hmm. So really thinking about leading your life in a way that is yours. And again, it's not selfish. You could still help people and you could still do mm -hmm. wonderful things for community, but managing yourself is a core component that I think we've lost. Mm -hmm. And I know some people are gonna say, well, you know, there's all these books about becoming a leader and being the best of the best and they have these routines and all of that you know what that's their universe it's great that they wrote about those things it's a great perspective but it's their universe mm -hmm. you're not going to catch me getting up at 4 a.m to meditate i may get up at 6 30 to meditate. i get up when i get up mm -hmm. and then i meditate and that it's my meditation and it's very specific and then I do it at lunch because that's what works for me. Mm -hmm. But I, I could not possibly, as, as just my own self, subscribe to somebody else's formula because it worked for them. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big myth that everybody says, well, this is the formula because they're really successful. Yeah, for them, based on their life and their universe and mm -hmm. what's happening. So <clears throat> really just being very self-aware of where you are too. I, yeah, I think the the real truth behind that is to be discerning, to be yeah. discerning. And I feel like that's the entire teaching, uh, you know, if you look at theology, that's the entire foundational teaching is to be discerning, 
yeah you know read everything believe nothing and let the truth come out surface for you Mm -hmm. and you know I love that you mentioned you know that's what worked for that person because often we get swept up in someone else's results and we're like oh that person did that squirrel here I go you know and Mm -hmm. off off we go running chasing after someone else's results rather than assessing ourselves and going hmm where am I, where, where have I succeeded? Where have I not succeeded? What needs to be strengthened? What needs to be, you know, removed, sloughed off? And yeah. where, where can I actually put my energy? So I actually am doing this functionally. And I mean, I'm guilty of that. Like I invested in courses that I, you know, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I feel so called to this and whatever. And then I take the course and I realize the entire course I was being deceived by whatever. And I'm like, oh, shit. But the purpose of it for me was that I had to learn the lesson that way, that hard way. I had to get the hard slap in order for me to go, oh, hey, like I need to wake up and actually start paying attention and start leading my life rather than letting everyone else's results lead my life. Exactly. And trying things. I think that the bigger lesson there is you try, you didn't fail, you tried and learned. Yep. And if you do, you're not in that trying and learning pattern, you're not really going to get to, like, I would never be talking to you today if I hadn't made the choice two years ago to just kind of pick up a book about how do you even start a website? How, like, what do you do? I am not that person. Mm-hmm. In general, I'm not that person. Picked up the book. I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. Let me see if I can do it myself. And I'm like, oh, okay. And next thing you know, we're having this conversation and I'm having all kinds of conversations and mm-hmm. it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I will say our ability today to share media like this is so helpful mm-hmm. because now it's not about, if you think about how books are published, and I'm totally going to get fringy on you, yeah. but if you think about how books are published, somebody else is picking that because they think it's the right thing for us mm-hmm. versus mediums like this where we're all just sharing our thoughts together now mm-hmm. and really finding who who you resonate with what makes sense for you and being able to pick and choose and create your own landscape of who you are as you're listening and learning from the experiences of others versus focusing on there's these five people that are the top people and that's the only people you need to listen to because they're the best. <laughs> no. Yeah, there's a reason why they're you know yeah. set above the rest because people have created them to be idols and they've yeah you know started to worship the ground that they walk on and I think that that's a hard uh, plane that a lot of people haven't really considered. It's like when you when you immerse yourself in something so much that you literally parrot the entire thing, the entire subject, are you thinking for yourself or are you repeating what you've been programmed to do? Oh my gosh. Can we talk about interns? Let's talk that is about what it. happens. That is exactly what happens. And I don't, you know, I was really lucky. And so my, my point of reference is very different. My mom and my godmother were, were very much free thinkers. My godmother's passed away. My mom's still alive. But I can tell you between the ages of seven and 10, 11, before we left Puerto Rico, 
I was already meditating because that's a practice that they were practicing. They made me think outside the box. They believed in all kinds of stuff that they just thought I should be exposed to. And mm -hmm. it, you know, grew up Christian, but we talked about past lives. We talked about souls. We talked about all kinds of different things that maybe didn't fit those boxes. So mm -hmm. I, I had the opportunity to grow up that way. Most mm. people don't. Most people just kind of grow up in the box. And that's, that's what you know. Mm -hmm. And exploration a lot of times in a lot of families is not allowed. Mm -hmm. And I so mean. really in adulthood is when you kind of free yourself up and then you make the choice. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that. I wonder if people don't know that they have a choice sometimes. I think that that's a big part of it. Again, it goes back to being deceived because I, yeah. and this is just my own personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I believe that our perceptions are deceptions because whatever is going on in our internal landscape is easily projected outwardly. And we yeah. start to think, you know, just because we have some chaos and turmoil with our, say our sister or something, we think every woman hates us or you know, we have, we have problems with our dad and then we think every man is out to get us and that they're, yeah. you know, a womanizer or whatever the bullshit story is that we're telling ourselves. And you attract it. Then you attract it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you. attracts like, because yeah. that's what is literally festering inside of you. Mm -hmm. That is what you're putting out to the world around you. And then people are just literally like magnetized, like, oh, there's just something about this woman. And then they approach you. And then next thing you know, you're in a relationship with someone who is exactly like your dad. And you're like, crap, yeah. now what do I do? Like, I got to break this off because whatever kind of thing. And I, I just think it's so interesting because the way I grew up, I grew up in a Christian home. We were also introduced to meditation and whatever. And I just, I have to share about this. This is like, yeah so important for me right now I didn't leave the church because of God and I just had this revelation like within the last couple of weeks I left the okay. church because of the people in it because the, too. The, the, the Sunday only Christians the people who are yep. only at church on Sunday because that was the thing to do you know you wear your best clothes and you socialize and you you know schmooze with people and I didn't fit in with, with any of those people. I got rejected. I got pushed out. Yeah. I got cast out. You know, like we didn't have a lot of money and, and the church actually started handing out numbered envelopes so they could tally and send you a, rec a receipt at the end of the month to show what you had donated. For your tithe. Oh, heck yeah, for, no. for tithing. Oh yeah. Like mm -mm. it's, uh, yeah. So anyway, needless to say, uh, I have a long story about that, but I, because of that, I ended up turning away from the faith completely. I was like, I knew I believed in something greater than myself, but I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I believe. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, there, there's just too many questions and I could never connect to the sermon or to the service and to the pastor who like did not care. Um, so I just, I was like, you know what, whatever. And, and I left the church. I was 11 years old. I was working on Sundays anyway, so I couldn't go to church anymore. I couldn't teach Sunday school, all the things that I liked yeah. doing, I couldn't do anymore. And then I started getting into the new age stuff, Yep. which, you know, instant gratification, which is something that all of us love. We yeah, love. we do mm -hmm. gratification. Like I want my meal. I want it now. I'm going through this drive-through. I order, I pay it's here. 
like, yeah. or, or like, you know, scrolling through social media. I want to shop. Oh, there's a dress. I ordered it. It's here. It's here. Yeah. It's just like, we are just like pre-programmed for automatic, uh, like immediate gratification. There is no delay in gratification for us anymore. No. And, and people don't even catch themselves. They don't nope. catch themselves. I mean, nope. I'm guilty. I I'm a, I'm an Amazon lady sometimes but I I, when I catch myself I'm like what so so what's the storm I'm going through a storming situation here I have just ordered how much for what yeah exactly and then I send it back (laughs) I send it back exactly okay so that awareness is so pinnacle because without that you could literally turn into a hoarder or you could turn into like a serial shopper or you could turn into like a mass collector of something and, and that's, that's where I was kind of, what I was kind of alluding to around this like whole new age thing was because I started collecting stuff, started collecting crystals yeah. and singing bowls and things and things like not, not inside stuff, outside yeah. stuff. I was collecting stuff. And I was like, oh, huh, this is like, this is weird. Like I'm collecting all of this stuff doing all these rituals, meditating, doing all these practices. Why do I feel like shit all the time? Why do I feel Mm -hmm. worse? And I was like, what is going on? Well, then it dawned on me. What if that was the ultimate deception? What if the new age movement is the ultimate deception? Because it's not only does it deceive you, but it distracts you. It distracts you from your main focus. Yep. And so I, like, I started to think about it and I was like, oh my gosh, like, there's just something like so inherently weird about this. And I had, I had a hard thump last October. I had like an awakening about some of the stuff that I was, yeah. you know, dabbling in and I would, do, I would just kind of brush it off. I was like, okay, no, this is like, this is just a weird coincidence. There are no coincidences. No, no coincidences. Let me just say there are no coincidences. Then I got another hard hit in November and I reached out to a friend and she, she just brushed it off. She's like, no, 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 it's just your emotions. You're just emotional. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't think so. This is not just emotions. Like, this is weird. No. Um, and then in January, I got kicked out of a school that I was in, which was all a part of the, the two previous awakenings that I had had. And I was like, that's free. So like, how many times am I going to have to get thumped before I start paying attention? And then I started to like, really look into things. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, there's like, there's something here. There's something attached or whatever. Yeah. And, and it just opened up this whole can of worms for me that I had no idea about. And it began that the things that I was collecting became open doors, open portals yep. to demonic shit. Yeah. I just did not need to have a place in my life. And it was also creating division, not just within myself, but within all of my relationships. Yeah. And it actually was so deceptive that my, my own friends couldn't see who I am. They could only see that part the, of me. The veneer. Yeah. The, yeah. The veneer. Yeah. They could only see the veneer. And I was like, man, like you're, I, don't, I feel like you're not getting me. Like you're not understanding. Like you're not yeah. whatever. And, and so that, that's sort of like my point about letting life lead you versus leading your life. Like I was letting myself be led. I was yeah. a damn sheep letting myself be led to the slaughterhouse here. And like, I did not, I do not want to go to the slaughterhouse and I don't want to see anybody else go to the slaughterhouse. So I think it's really important that people sort of like, hello, you know, kind of like, yeah, I, I here. honestly, it's, this is just the surface conversation. Oh. When you look at like, 
I, I equate it this way. Being authentically yourself repels all the crap. If yep. you're really yourself, truly yourself, it repels the crap. Once you realize that and you kind of start experimenting with yourself about who you are really, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're going to shed people, places, things, memories, all of those things are going to go. And it's a process, totally. but I will tell you, I'm, I am a firm believer and I've seen stuff. That's a whole nother thing. I've seen stuff. I've lived through stuff. I, I have learned a hard way to be very careful about the things I bring into my house and where they come from, the mm-hmm. things I let in my space. And I, I am that person. If you ask anybody at work, they know this about me. I, I keep um, essential oils and Palo Santo in my office and I will stage my office. Mm-hmm. I will flat out stage it and I will stage my space. And I'm very intentional about that. I don't even like, like people are like, oh, you feng shui everything. I'm like, okay, so that's another box. I don't yeah. feng shui it. I make my space feel good for me mm-hmm. and it creates an energy so that when other people come over it feels good to them mm-hmm. because I brought my positivity into it but oh I can tell you stories about like just books and crystals <laughs> and and like girl yes yes and I yeah. think I mean I think a lot of awakened people go through those stages where you're asleep 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 and then you you get a snap you wake up for a minute and then you kind of fall asleep again until you really just get awake and I think we're in a time right now where a lot of people are waking up Mm -hmm. they're waking up to what's going on around them they're waking up to you know the hot mess that the world can be right now Mm -hmm. and really paying attention versus listening to other people and it's There's a clear difference between the people that are awake versus not, because you, it's almost, it's, it's very difficult to connect and have a conversation when you're awake with somebody that is not, that is just mass media, mass production, Mm -hmm. mass social, mass everything. I'm just Mm -hmm. following what everybody else is doing. Mm It just, it's so hard to connect with those people and you want to, right? Because you kind of want them to wake up and, and be their better self. At least I do. I'm that person that I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. how about what you want? What do you want to do? Not what everybody else is. What do you want? Yeah, exactly. And, and some people can't even think about it because they've never been asked the question, nor had they thought about what, what really they want in their life that could look so different from mainstream and what you're supposed to be and do and that's the thing I love that you mentioned that your your mom and your grandmother were both free thinkers and they inspired that into you because that is what has been lost in not just society not just in a country but in our entire world there are several free thinkers out there but even even our school system is an indoctrination system as far as I'm concerned like, oh, yeah. I know that's like a whole other. Well, I mean, <laughs> even, even I will tell you the books that I read in school versus the books I read at home were very different, mm-hmm. very, very different. The conversations that I can have with my mom today are fantastic. And it's, it's because 
she was intentional about creating the space of openness and awareness. And, mm -hmm. you know, the other day, and we're Puerto Rican, so there's all kinds of candles and stuff like that in, in our in our culture and, and just kind of um, a lot of um, what we call despojos, which is just a clearing. She called me the other day and she's like, girl, you need to light a candle for your sister. This is what's happening. Light your candle, I'm lighting mine. And that's the conversation. And mm. I'm not ashamed to say that that's a great conversation with my mother, that she trusts me enough in my sense to help my sister out from thousands of miles away mm -hmm. and that she feels compelled to just share with the family in that way and be open mm -hmm. in another day and age women were not allowed to be that way no been so for that oh yeah so Which we, been mean, on. exactly yeah. so we're just lucky now and and i tend to be more positive than negative about things but you know I'm still aware that it's, it's still not great, but I mean, it can, it can only get better from here. I think the more, I think people, so. I think the more that people open themselves up to conversation, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that people have to switch sides. That's not what we're stating here. No. We're not telling you that you have to go all the way from the right to the left or all the way from the left to the right. We're just asking that you meet us in the middle and be open to even hearing 30 seconds of something because I think it's very egotistical uh, and it's very prideful to think that you know everything, I know nothing, and that you could never learn anything from, from me yeah. or anyone else. That is a massive pride problem. And I mean, obvious, obviously that is very apparent in our society with what is going on right now. But I think taking that moment to yeah. just hear the other side even, even for me, like I love listening to other people's perceptions and mm -hmm. perspectives of what they think is happening because I'm so curious, like, and, and being curious, as we talked about prior to the show, being curious will all, and, and seeking the truth will always help you find it. Yes. It will always help you find it. And it, it doesn't matter if you believe the sky is blue and I believe the sky is violet. At some point, we're going to find out the truth. Yeah. And I'm not saying Absolutely. I believe the sky is violet. I know it's blue, but I'm just saying. I'm I don't even violet. know that. I mean, how about this? I don't even know that it's blue because my eyes are not your eyes. I don't, I mean, what yeah, color like is how it do, really? How do you know the shade of blue I see is not the shade of blue yeah. you, know, you see? Yeah, and it's, that I think that that is, that is the difference that it goes down to such a minute difference. Yeah. But so many people, so many of us are, again, living in the trauma, letting the trauma and the pain and the suffering of our yes. past dictate how we communicate and engage with people so we're not even able to engage with people we're actually only engaging with the trauma within ourselves we're not engaging like delpha and i are right now like you're literally yeah. engaging with your own trauma and trying to let it play out in someone else and then someone else is like i don't know what's going on with you like bye-bye and then well you... and they and they call it baggage right but really and i'll use myself as an example like i'm i am on my second marriage we are very, very happy. We get along great. It's a really good relationship. We are very different people and we've had very different life experiences. Mm -hmm. My first marriage was horrible. He cheated from day one, pre-day one, he oh, cheated. Wow. And I found out and I was, you know, you want to talk about being a sheep. I, I find the emails from online dating sites. Wow. And I'm like, 
well, I've only been married six months. What's it going to look like if I get divorced now? This is going to be like entertainment tonight. Mm. I'm not doing this. I cannot get divorced now. I just got married. Because mm-hmm. my first instinct was, hell no. Mm-hmm. And then the sheep came out and was like, well, you know, people are going to talk. And you didn't even try. Mm-hmm. You know what that led to? Seven years of misery. Mm-hmm. Illness. Illness. I, I have an autoimmune disease that I wholeheartedly believe comes from that. Mm-hmm. And it just devastated me my emotions and my body and then I realized I don't actually have to do this no and I just could be done and you go through a grieving process and I went through the grieving process through it but I came out of the other end feeling like myself and I had to find who that person was because apparently I lost her I didn't know who she was at all Mm-hmm. If I would have held on to that experience, I wouldn't be married to a wonderful man today mm-hmm. because I would have put that universe on him where it wasn't even his to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's such a, it's, and I told, and I understand. I mean, I had miscarriages through that marriage. I had all kinds of trauma. Everything that could have gone bad went bad. And yet it's your level of resilience in loving and caring for yourself that's going to help you move through. And so you can grieve. And, and I, you know, I went through a pretty serious grieving process knowing that there was an end to it and that I needed to make that choice, that I needed to decide it ends today mm-hmm. and that I'm moving forward. And I can, I have friends say to me when I started dating again, it was like two years later and they were like, are you sure you want to date? I'm like, stop. Yeah. There's no influencing this train. Mm-hmm. I am worthy of a happy life. And what that means to me is being coupled with another human that loves and appreciates me. That's what is important to me. It may not be to you, that's fine, but I'm worthy of it and I'm moving forward because I believe it. And it's not selfish and it's not stuck up to know that you're freaking worthy of love for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. So it just just really like, it, it hurts me so much to see people hurting by choice. And I know that sounds harsh. I know I'm this person mm. that's just very direct about this. It sounds harsh, but it is your choice. At some point, you've got to let it go. You can't be angry forever. You can't be hurt forever. At some point, you're just holding on to something that you've created as your identity mm. versus finding yourself again in this new skin because you just shed some old crap yep. so you know you got old skin back there now you're in your new skin and you need to identify yourself and it'll happen in life i mean life isn't perfect and you're not gonna not have trauma again and if you're avoiding it you're, you're doing yourself a disservice because we grow through trauma much more than we go th- we grow through you know comfort the easier comfort yeah so mm-hmm. Give yourself the opportunity to go through some things 
-hmm. knowing that you're in control and make the decision of when to move forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like to say, and my husband says this all the time, like when I get stuck in something, he's like, Rochelle, you're either winning or you're learning. Either way, you're winning. And I'm like, dang like I married a good one (laughs) (laughs) I married a good one and you know I would love to to invite you to share some final words of wisdom as we close today Jalva yeah I I will just tell you um I think it first of all thank you for the beautiful conversation I think these are the conversations that people should be having with each other Mm. so find your bestie find find your trusted advisor find your friend that you can seriously sit down and say here's something you don't know about me mm-hmm. that I want to share today yeah. because that's what I just did mm-hmm. all the stories I told not a lot of people know them mm-hmm. and now they're going to be out there for the universe and I'm okay with that because that's part of who you are so let it go trust yourself and trust somebody else with your vulnerable self, it'll do you a world of good. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And Delpha, how can people get in touch with you? How can they connect with you? Sure. So if you go to delphad.com, D-E-L-P-H-A-D.com, you can connect with me on the site. You can send me emails through the site. And I'd love to for you guys to just touch base and let us know what you think. And share your thoughts. I, I don't, I can't imagine a world anymore where we're not all talking to each other. I know. So cool. <laughs> it's great. I, I am into the, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at this level of this world for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's good. Oh, oh, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your beautiful stories and your experience. And thank you for being a wonderful guest on the show. It's been Yay! having you, Delpha. Thank you for having me. Thank you.